Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jax. Let's uh, crack a beer and get the ball rolling, folks. Just here for the beer. Well, once again, um, you guys spoke for uh, the second week in a row. The night we went with the Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Um, definitely know we've done them before. Um, but this is a new beer. I, I was trying to remember all day. I don't think I wrote it down. I'll have to go back and listen to um, the episode. Not sure what we did the first time. But needless to say, uh, tonight it's the Canoe Session Pale Ale. For those that don't know, Bent Paddle is up in good old uh, Duluth, which... Needless to say, around this time of the year, is beautiful to go visit. Um, it is on West Michigan Street up there in Duluth, literally right off of 35E, um, not far from um, the OC, OMC Smokehouse uh, and stuff like that. So if you haven't already checked them out, go check them out. Uh, I'm pretty sure... I, I, I don't frequent it. I don't go up to Duluth a ton, but uh, I have been there before. Um, and I got to say, any any brewery up in Duluth is is, uh, is gorgeous. Um, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, like I said, tonight we're going with uh, Canoe. Um, I like it. I've definitely seen the can before. Don't know that I've ever had this beer before. I don't. I don't mind them again kind of bittery but once again um that's kind of the staple for pale ales um i kind of get a little bit of a citrus thing at the end of it which i don't mind it's about 4.8 apb um it's also known as the weekend warrior the tin tank the camp classic um it pays homage to that nostalgia, nostalgic entry point into paddling life. Brilliant hop expression with a structural malt hull. The Session Pale Ale is designed to ride along in perfect harmony. Um, I don't mind it. I mean, again, it's it's nothing, nothing super flavored. Nothing. Um, that kind of grabs you. I mean, it, it tastes like, you know, if I were to grab just a generic pale ale, that's kind of what it tastes like, which isn't isn't bad. You know, not everything that we try here, not everything, you know, we have has to be, you know, flavored with something. Um, but I like it. It is, for those that are curious, um, this is one of, um, this is one of uh, Bent Paddle's year-round, one of their year-round, um, beers, uh, you definitely, you guys definitely got to go check out their website, benpaddlebrewing.com. Um, once again, like I said, they show, uh, hours exactly how to get there. They also have a lot of cool, um, upcoming events. Um, tomorrow they have fire roasted Fridays, uh, log home wood fired pizza. Um, they got rise up reggae dance party in, um, on Saturday, um, a bunch of different stuff. They got live musics. Um, they even have Runa Brewery Yoga on this um, 
Sunday if you're interested. They have so many cool things going on. Like I said, I've been out there before. Um, it's a cool atmosphere. It's a cool place to go to. Um, uh, they have a cool kind of what's on tap. It, it looks like they've been doing um, some new looks on some of their stuff, um, which is uh, which is really cool. So, yeah, go check them out. Once again, bentpaddlebrewing.com. Um, you can also, excuse me, very burpy. <laughs> uh, you can also find them on their social medias. They are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, but before we get to their hours, I am going to go. I'm going to go 6-4. I like it. Um, you know, very, you know, very um, kind of as a nice way to put a par for the course. Um, nothing crazy that I don't like, but nothing that makes me love it. Um, but yeah, six four. Like I said, uh, definitely want to try out some of their other stuff. It looks like they got some kind of new stuff. Um, like I said, new looks and that kind of stuff. So yes, go check them out. They are, excuse me, um, opened on Thursday, Friday. Wait, hold on a second. They're closed right now. They're open Sunday the Thursdays. Um, noon to 10 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays um, noon to 11 p.m. So go check them out. Um, before we get into uh, Tommy Town, peep that new intro. I told you guys we got some cool stuff coming up. Listen all the way through today um, and um, you will hear the new outro as well. Um, also, before we get into Tommy Town, one other announcement I told you guys um, starting last week, we would be um, shouting this out to you guys. So for those that are interested in playing the Mini Weekend 2022 um, pick'ems for a chance to win some prizes, go to the ESPN Fantasy application. And then at the top, you want to click on games, whether you're on the games bubble, whether you're on your phone or your iPad, click on the blue, pink pigskin pick them and then once that loads you want to pick standard in the the middle option play now you want to type in uh, click on groups type in mini weekend and it'll be the only one that pops up and then you can join that and then um, you can actually you can make picks right now you can wait you can do whatever the heck you want so definitely Excuse me. Uh, go check that out, um, and um, we'll uh, we'll put out a link uh, within the next uh, day or two on Instagram. Um, figuring that out, um, and yes, for those also interested, we are getting uh, website and merch up and loaded, and we will have those ready by the end of the month. So, excuse me. So come September first. Three weeks from now, you will be able to log on to the website. You will be able to see all things Mini Weekend, and you will be able to buy merch if that is of interest to you. So without further ado, we don't have a lot to talk about today as far as Tommy Town is concerned. Um, so with that, I thought um, 
This isn't a per- this isn't a football only podcast today, but I thought today with not a lot to go over, uh, today might be a fun time to go over my um, kind of predictions and uh, stuff like that for the upcoming Tommy football season and Vikings season. Um, so without further ado, why don't we get into the football team? So uh, once again, we are slowly awaiting three weeks. Um, from today, the Tommies will be uh, kicking off their second Division One season. Excuse me, in the Pioneer Football League. Uh, super excited! But to start it off, they will be in um, Cedar City, Utah, to take on Southern uh, Utah. So first and foremost, I last year the team went. Um, I want to say seven and three, six and two in the conference. Um, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna have you guys wait until the end, but I I think they're gonna take a step in the right direction. Um, I expect them to go at least you know seven and three. I mean this season. Um, excuse me. This season they got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, so they'll have 11 full games. So I expect them to go at least 7 and 4. Um, I think they're going to start off the year with a bang. Um, this St. Thomas team has um, has gotten even better. Um, we have um, Hope Adebayo coming back, who a lot of people don't realize this. It took him until the Stenson game last year, so the sixth game on the schedule, for him really to get going. And I think now that he kind of got rolling at the end of the season, he's I, I, I really expect him to kind of um, uh, keep going um, where he left off from last year. So, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I think – we are going to win at Southern Utah. From the research, I a little research I was able to do into them, it looks like last year. Excuse me, they they um finished at the bottom in the standings for I think it was the WAC or the SWAC. Um, and they won one game, but their average margin, like between their points and the other team's points, was like minus double digits. I I can't. I can't believe I didn't write it down. Uh, I should have. I want to say after I did the math, uh, it was like fourteen or fifteen or something like that. So, um, you know, again, not being disrespectful, but not a great team last year. Don't know a ton about them, but I expect the Tommies to kind of come back uh, ready to go this year. I think they're going to get the win, and then um, week two on September tenth on Saturday, they're hosting um, Michigan. Tech, which I know Michigan Tech's, you know, known to be, you know, a pretty decent football school. Last year, we beat them in the last seconds, 12 to 9. Once again, I stand by my ability of, I think this team has gotten better. Um, again, I don't know about the guys that Michigan Tech has brought in, but um, with us winning last year and getting better in the offseason, I fully expect us to beat Michigan Tech um, on the 10th to be able to start off the season um, 2-0. and And then after that, um, or actually two weeks after that, on the 24th, uh, they will be playing host to Lincoln, uh, California. Excuse me. Um, Lincoln, 
unfortunately, I believe will be the first team to um, beat us next year. It looks like they were in a tough conference last year, kind of finished middle of the pack. Um, is this going to be a repeat? Uh, Jack, is this going to be a repeat of Northern Iowa? I don't believe so. Northern Iowa was freaking playing some FBS teams in the uh, in their f couple uh, non-conference games, which is unbelievable. Um, but they were ranked most of the entire year, and that was kind of a bad team to play their first year in Division One football. Um, you know, it didn't... <laughs> Overall, it just didn't uh, didn't go very well. So, um, once again, like I said, they're no Northern Iowa, but I do expect them to beat us. Um, so after three games, I believe we're going to be two and one, and then we go to Poughkeepsie, New York, to take on uh, Marist, who um, is a team that last year we beat by a score of twenty-seven to seven. Yes, we were at home. Uh, but from some of the recap I read, from some of the game I was able to uh, listen to, um, it sounded like we were pretty. Excuse me. It sounded like we were pretty much um, the better team uh, through and through. Uh, we took a quick thirteen to nothing lead in the first quarter. Uh, they got their first points at the end of the second, and then we shut them out in the second half uh, with twenty-seven to seven. So. I fully once again expect us to go three and one. Excuse me. Um, after the first four games, and then October eighth, we got Davidson coming to St. Paul. Um, Davidson is um, Goliath. Davidson is a team you have to beat in the Pioneer Football League if you want to. Um, if you want to go to the playoffs. Uh, last year we lost to them by a score of fifteen, uh, two. Excuse me, fifteen to forty-two. Um, Davidson jumped out to a fourteen to nothing lead in the first quarter, um, and St. Thomas was able to cut that and make that a seven fourteen game, before Davidson jumped out to another two touchdown lead, twenty-one to seven. We in the third quarter made it fifteen twenty-one. And then, unfortunately, after that, they um, they scored three straight touchdowns uh, to put us away uh, at the end of the third and into the fourth. So, again, you know, we're getting better. I think Davidson's still going to beat us this year. Um, I expect it to be a closer game um, than, I mean, what's that, 27 points. So, I expect us to do better. I do think it will be our second loss. Um, of the season, putting us at three and two through the first five, and then we will be hosting Drake on October fifteenth. Uh, Drake last year was a team we beat uh, twenty-one <clears throat> to fourteen. Um, but once again, I think Drake is one of the three teams that were picked um, this year at the bottom of the Pioneer Football League. So. Uh, fully intend for us to beat Drake, um, putting us at what's that one, two, three, four, five, six, putting us at four and two. Then we go to South Carolina to play Presbyterian on October 22nd. Last year, we beat them by a whopping score of 54 to 15 in St. Paul. I think we shouldn't have an issue with Presbyterian. 
And then here is where I think the tides are going to turn. So last year, only San Diego and Davidson uh, finished above us in the standings. San Diego, I was talking about this game with um, uh, I um, someone whose mom actually uh, had a son play St. Thomas football a couple years back. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, I remember watching this game, and San Diego was one of the first two te- or the teams that uh, were above us. And we were beating them and were a little bit better of the team the entire game until the last drive, and our defense just couldn't get a stop, and we barely lost 27-24. Uh, to 24. We're playing them in St. Paul this time. I think we're going to find a way to beat San Diego. It's going to be a dogfight, um, but through the first, what's that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, through the first eight games of the season, we will be six and two, and then the last three games we go to Indiana to play Valsparo Valpo. Um, we host Stetson in St. Paul, and then we go to Indianapolis uh, to play. Excuse me, Butler. Um, and last year, this is how we fared against those teams. Um, Valsparo, um, another close game. Stetson. 38 to 7 and then Butler 36 um to nothing. So again, I think we will end the season with three wins. I think we end the season like I said going taking a step in the right direction. We lose one game in the Pioneer Football League. We lose one non-conference game to make it a 9 and 2 season. You know, with how good Davidson is, with how good San Diego is, San Diego is bound to come back, you know, better too. Um, unless we can get a little bit of help, I don't see the Tommies being able to crack one of the, I think it's 28 teams that make the playoffs uh, in FCS. Um, but hot take, they will make the playoffs next year. They will make the playoff next year. You can mark it down. Um, Jack Cashman said it here first. So that, like I said, is what I have for us, um, for the Tommy's second division one, um, season. I expect them to go nine and two and, um, really, um, solidify being one of the better teams in the Pioneer Football League and, um, sky's the limit from there. So that's what we have for Tommy Town today. Thank you for listening to the Tommy Town. Now, this week for our um, business um, shout-out, or small business shout-out, I should say it's actually not very local. They are um, out of southwest um, Michigan, and, you know, I have told you guys before, you know, we try to stay kind of local, but, you know, I get a lot of cool places um, reach out to me or follow me on uh, Instagram, and I try to shout out as many of them as possible. Um, so within the last actual couple weeks, Fruit Belt gave us a follow. Um, so what is Fruit Belt, you might be asking? They, um, once again, inspired by the orchards of southwest Michigan, Fruit Belt is a sparkling tonic made from heritage fruit, organic honey, and their own orchard bitters. Um I myself have not tried them before. I am, I am um, going to get some. I meant to get some uh, this week for the podcast to kind of give you a review of them. 
um, but did uh, some looking up on them, and it sounds um, really good. Um, I've gotten some great reviews from uh, people and friends that have tried them. Um, it's uh, it's really cool. You guys got to check them out. They're on um, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, like I said, they're not out of Minnesota, but they're a big thing. Uh, you go to their website. It's just fruitbelt.com. They have a bunch of things you can um, click on on top in their header. And if you click get, excuse me, up in the header, um, you can actually find, you, you know, you can actually order it straight from the website. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I'm wrong. If you click find, it actually says if you live in the Midwest, chances are you'll find Fruit Belt at a grocery near you. Um, my computer's being weird now. Um, but yes, for those listeners in Minnesota, there's places in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, Illinois. Um, so definitely uh, go check them out. Um, if you have tried them, please reach out to me. Let me know. Let me know what I should be trying. Let me know what we should feature on the podcast. And um, we will go from there. So like I said, fruitbelt.com. And you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Now for our um, Minnesota Twins. Man, um, in our last game, six games, we have been less than stellar. Um, we're coming off of a four-game series um, that hosted the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, who, I mean, they're not a bad team, and then just got uh, swept in a two-game series uh, out in California by the Dodgers. Um, so again, it's not like they just lost to, you know, it, it's not like we just went two and four against bad teams. But again, this is the kind of year that, you know, second half of the season, you know, we're kind of, you know, getting halfway through August to the point where it's like, you know, we essentially have, you know, a handful of games in October, September, and half of August. What are we going to do? You know, we are currently right now, um, it's it's actually crazy with how everything goes on. So we're actually currently a game and a half behind the Cleveland Guardians for the division. But for the wild card, we're actually, um, oh, earlier today, um, after the conclusion of all the games, it must have been even um, weirder. Um, but we're actually a game behind the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Blue Jays are the first one, Seattle Mariners. Second, Tampa is the third wild card. So, I mean, we have, um, you know, we didn't do great, but I saw a tweet out today, and it could not be more perfect. Um, 16 of our next 19 games, the, our opponents have an under 500 record. So, if we can't take advantage of these next, like I said, 19, 20 games, then this Twins team just flat out doesn't deserve to be in the postseason, and we should honestly just chalk this up to um, a uh, a bad year, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's what I think, and um, I mean it's you know it's frustrating because some of these games you know you see guys taking games off, but I think. You know, you look at games, especially against, you know, the Dodgers. They've just been so dominant for so long that it'd be nice to just get a win against them. You know, we played them four times this year, and we just got our asses kicked all four times. Um, You know, you really hope guys like Correa, guys like Buxton, you know, hopefully we can get, you know, Sano back. You know, you, you, know, you hope those guys can come up big for us coming down the stretch here. 
um, because it would really suck to see all this. Really suck to see Byron Buxton, you know, and Miguel Sano go somewhere else and just blow up again like a David Ortiz and shit like that. And it would just, yeah, it would be, it'd be nauseating to see that go on. But um, yeah, one other thing I wanted to mention on the Twins, so. I know some people uh, like the post-game recaps um, that I've been doing. I don't know if you guys could tell, but keeping up with a team like the Twins has been kind of difficult just from the standpoint of, you know, they're usually some, you know, they're some, you know, they're usually playing 14 games in, you know, 15 days, you know, 20 games in 21 days. Uh, So going forward with the Twins, I'm actually going to try doing a better job of posting every um, after every single series. So I know I was bad and didn't post for this Dodgers one, but the next post for them will probably be, um, Sunday night as we are about to start a three game series against the Los Angeles angels. And we'll kind of, instead of dissecting every single game, we'll do a little bit of an overview of stats and stuff like that for, you know, Friday's game, Saturday's game and Sunday's game. So for those that are interested, um, they'll be playing the Angels tomorrow night at 8.38 p.m. Um, and then on Saturday at 8.07 and Sunday at 3.07. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got there. And then on Monday, we will be, be coming back home for a three-game series um, against the Kansas City Royals Monday at 6.40 as well as Tuesday. And then Wednesday's game will be at 12.00. So that is what we have for them for this upcoming weekend. Um, the next news I thought we'd talk about um, is our Minnesota uh, Timberwolves uh, of all teams. So not a ton to report on as, um, but it was confirmed earlier in this month that the tip-off of the 23 season will be on Monday, October 17th. So a little over two months away uh, from that, precisely 67 days for those that are interested. And I actually saw at the end of last um, season that the NBA usually targets mid-August for when schedules are being released. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but with that said, the season, the preseason is actually scheduled for a September 30th start date. And I would imagine um, most teams would be reporting for training camp at the beginning of September. Or, sorry, September. Um What is certain, though, is as of Tuesday, ESPN released their 2022-2023 Western Conference win-loss um, predictions. Uh, for contenders, they have Phoenix, um, 56-26, number one. Golden State, number two, 55 wins. Denver, uh, three with 53 wins. Memphis at the four with 51-31. And Clippers, in the five seed with 15 and 32 Dallas at 49 and 33. And then yes, you guessed that they have us in the play in group. The wolves they have pegged for the seventh seed with a 49 and 33 record. So, um, it, it seemed like from what I was reading, the consensus was the Timberwolves had the best chance of, of these four teams being in there. In fact, they have Dallas and us with the same record. Um, so, you know, it kind of sucks because, you know, again, I think a lot of people are amongst the league think that 
um, Rudy Gobert is probably going to add more than three three wins to our record, not only because of him, but because he's going to be playing a role that forces Carl Anthony Towns to actually play his more appropriate position like we've been talking about, which is the four. Um, so, you know, anything can happen. I mean, after Golden State got healthy, I mean, you know, this top is just going to be so logjammed. I mean, you know, as much as you hate to admit it, as much as you hate to admit it, Phoenix is a great team. Golden State, when healthy, is great. Denver is a great regular season team. Typically, Memphis is getting better. Um, the Clippers, if Kawhi can stay healthy, should be a top, you know, five, six team. And Dallas is a great team. Um, we still kind of have yet to see um, what the Lakers are going to do. They have them at ninth, uh, the Pelicans at eighth, and Portland at ten. So, you know. I mean, honestly, like you look at these teams, like I said, you know, you got Phoenix, Golden State, Denver, Memphis, Clippers, Dallas, you know, even the Wolves. I mean, those are seven, you know, top, top teams right there. And it sucks that three of those teams, whether it's seven or, you know, four or seven games are going to be out in the first round of the playoffs. So um, you hate to see it. But once again, you know, getting, um, getting close. Um, you know, to all of this coming to fruition. And, you know, I think I speak for a lot of Minnesotans when I say I'm excited to see Carl Anthony Towns and um, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert play together as well with Anthony Edwards. I don't think people are giving Anthony Edwards enough credit with regards to her wins, losses. Not only do I think that tandem is going to be great with Cat at the four and Gobert at the five, but I think Anthony Ever Edwards is going to get even better um, averaging more points. I would not be surprised to see the Wolves win um, 50-some games for the first time since I think, gosh, 04, maybe 05. So, yep, that's what I got to say on that. Um, for our other uh, Minnesota basketball team, um, the Minnesota Lynx are currently in the seventh seed right now if the um, if the uh, playoffs were to start tonight or tomorrow morning, they do have the seventh seed <clears throat> currently, like I mentioned, and would be taking on the Chicago Sky in the first round of the playoffs. But I have to say these next two games are very critical for them. You know, they control their own destiny. As of now, six of the eight seeds have been uh, clinched. Minnesota, Atlanta, New York, Phoenix and the Los Angeles Sparks, five teams, are playing for two spots. Um, and all of um, Minnesota, Atlanta, New York, Phoenix, all have the same record. And Los Angeles <coughs> is a game behind. So um, Minnesota is playing Connecticut in one of their games, who has a third seed in Seattle, and the other game, who has a fourth seed. So... Again, they control their own destiny. If they want to make the playoffs, they got to be able, you know, to win these last couple of games. You always hate to rely on health, but if you do lose, you know, you hope Dallas can. Um, da actually, they can't reach Dallas, but you hope, um, you know, Atlanta can lose or New York or. Um, but we will just have to see as far as that is concerned. Um, for the WNBA, their season wraps up. Um, Sorry, I just had it up. Their season wraps up on Saturday, I believe. Um, 
Yes, Saturday the 14th. No, su- sorry, Sunday the 14th. Um, so playoffs would start, I believe, that Tuesday or Wednesday. So that is what we have on the links. Um, so lastly, we are going to get into our um, preseason predictions for the Vikings um, before we get off the podcast for the night. But really quickly, before we do that, um, for those Viking fans or even football fans, uh, we live in a day and age of streaming. Uh, a lot of people are looking for you know a cost-effective way to not only watch the um, the Vikings, but also you know other you know primetime games and things of that nature. <coughs> so for those that do not know yet, uh, this year the NFL Network, the NFL app, is actually bringing out NFL Plus. Uh, this is not a paid partnership, but for those that are interested, what it is um, for NFL Plus Premium, there's NFL Plus and NFL Plus Premium. NFL Plus is four ninety nine a month, or I think thirty five, thirty four ninety nine for the year, or NFL Plus Premium uh, is nine ninety nine per month or seventy nine ninety nine for the year. I don't NFL. Plus, just seems like just a couple things, but let me just break this down, guys, for you. For ten bucks a month, NFL Plus Premium, you get live out of market preseason games, live local and prime time regular season and postseason games on your phone or tablet, live game audio for every game, full game replays across your devices, ad free, condensed game replays across devices, ad free, coaches film. And more. So, needless to say, if you are a football fan as a whole and you love watching the primetime games, this is definitely for you. Even if you are just a Vikings fan, paying ten bucks a month to watch just Vikings games really isn't too bad. Once again, this is not a paid partnership. Just wanted to give them a quick shout out. I myself have already um, gotten a subscription, um, so go check it out if you're interested. And we will go from there. So one of the things I thought I'd get off my chest tonight. So I'm going to go over kind of my game by game predictions for them. Holding off another week. Um, Within the next two weeks for sure. So by the 25th, possibly by the next podcast, we'll come out with a football general preview where where we'll kind of break down more kind of um, with a special guest, we'll break down more Vikings, we'll break down more Tommies, and even go for uh, football for you guys. So getting right into it, um, the 2022 season starts off with a week one um, against the game against the Packers, and I got to say there's there's going to be a plenty of storylines to follow in this one. Zadarius Smith and uh, Chanton Sullivan facing their former team. Um, and the Packers will field a first-round pick that they traded up with the Vikings to select. Um, while I really want to believe this Vikings team <coughs> will field a good team this year, I don't think it's going to com- be a complete product come Week One. I think KOC is going to need some time to kind of get his you know feet wet and um, be cohesive. Um, but I see the Packers actually losing uh, or pa- the, the Pack- Packers beating us going 0-1 on the season. Um, before I get into week two, I do want to say after going through their schedule, um, this is kind of where I see the Vikings. I could see them going as 
worse as eight and nine based off of games that are like must wins and then going through and looking at best case scenario excuse me i could also see us going as good as 14 and 3 what i'm denoting this year with a first time head coach what i'm denoting a successful season is going 9 and 8 so if we can go over 500 um that's going to be huge so um week 2 uh, at the eagles um we're playing a monday night football game <coughs> um and I think the big key in this is our new 3-4 defense is going to give um, Mr. Young Jalen Hurts a lot of problems. Um, so I I anticipate this being a 1-1 one and one game. Um, and then week 3, we are hosting the Lions. Um, I don't I don't think I really have to explain a lot here. I think we're uh, going through the couple weeks, the first two weeks. Um, I think that will put us at a two and one record after the game with the Lions. Then in week four, we're going to be traveling across the pond, as they say, to to take on the Saints um, with our fourth game. Um, and I kind of went back and forth this with this one, but I think. You know, international travel, um, international travel, it's it's tough to go by. I know, was it the last time we went over there, we beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think the Saints are a decent team. Um, I, I think we find a way to squeak one out, and I think we win 3-1 to one in this game. <coughs> and then for some reason, I don't know why, guys, I had a really tough time going back and forth between not only Week 4... But also week five because um, week five is also on Sunday too. So we have two Sunday games. Um, you know, typically the last couple of seasons you like to see the international game getting played on um, Thursday to start the week, and then your next game either being your bye week or the next game being you know Monday Night Football. That's not the case, um, but. What gives me hope for this week five games against the Bears after coming back from international travel is Ryan Poles is taking the opposite approach of the Vikings' new general manager, um, Kweisi. Instead of trying to win with what they have, he's honestly tearing down the the whole thing, and that's you know a perfect example of that is the Khalil Mack trade. So um, I really think the Vikings should have no problem taking both of the wins against uh, both wins against the bear um, going four and one um, and then this Dolphins game um, this Dolphins game I think will be another uh, good test for us this isn't a great team but it's another young quarterback that has high potential the Dolphins now have Tyreek Hill so that's something to um, be cons uh, considered of fourth. But I truly think um, by week six, this Vikings offense is going to hit our stride um, and be pretty close to the team that we'll be seeing most of the season. Um, and I see us beating the Dolphins to go 5-1 and one going into our week seven bye week. Um, I'm still not crazy about this week seven bye. Uh, it's not the week five bye that we had last year, but in a 17-game season, 
I'd love to see our bye week come somewhere between, you know, week eight and even week eight, nine, or ten. Break up the schedule just a little more evenly, but beggars can't be choosers. Um, so five and one going into our week seven bye week. <clears throat> I don't think we'll be bad at all. Coming out of the bye week though, um, I think you know, I really you know, between Clinsbury and O'Connell, I really think it's going to be a shootout. Um, but I think the uh, Cardinals will find a way to break our hearts um, to drop us to 5-2 and two in Week 8. Uh, week 9, we go to the Commanders. Um, Kirk Cousins will put on a good performance against a very underrated uh, Commanders roster in Washington. Um, and, you know, we're bound to get at least one. You like that? Um, so through week nine, I anticipate us being, um, six and two and then week 10, um, this game's just like, just very much like the first game is going to be filled with storylines. Dalvin's going to be playing against his younger brother, James, for the first time in the NFL. Justin Jefferson will play against a player. Um, he was brought in to replace Stefan Diggs. And however, this is a. Um, this will be the most challenging game for the Vikings on the schedule by far. I don't want to admit it, but I really do think Josh Allen and Diggs combination will be just a little too much for us. Um, and very much like I said with the Cardinals game, I expect this to be a shootout um, to kind of bring us back down to earth with a 6-3 and three record through 10 games. I do think we will... Excuse me. I do think we will bounce back fairly quickly, though, um, against the Cowboys in Week 11. Um, we'll beat Dak Prescott and the Cowboys at home in a close game um, to put us at 7-3. and three. And then for some reason, you know, showing up one of the best coaches in NFL history on Thanksgiving is a tough, tough ask in Week 12 of... Um, Bill Belichick in the Patriots. I don't think Mac Jones is a great quarterback, but he, Bill Belichick always finds a way to have a you know a stellar, um, uh, finds a way to have a stellar um, running game, and I I think the Patriots kind of give us some trouble, and we don't have the game we really want, um, and drop down to seven and four. Um, and then from there, I think, honestly, <coughs> from there, I think it gets better for us. Um, cause we follow that up with the, uh, game versus the Jets. Uh, I mean, this is a team that had the number one, two overall pick, um, not last year, but the year before and had another top five pick last year. Um, it's not going to present too much of a challenge for us. Um, and I expect us to beat the Jets moving to 8-4 and four on the season. Um, followed up by our second Lions game. Uh, I think O'Connell gets his first sweep against the Lions. Um, because I really do think... I, I don't hate Jared Goff. I just think the Lions need to upgrade their quarterback position to be relevant again. Um, so that's 9-4 and four through Week 14. Um, and then Col the Colts come to town. I think Matt Ryan and the Colts... Really shouldn't be an issue for this team. I think they'll bottle up um, Ryan on defense and break up the game open on offense. 
putting out at what's that? Ten and four through week fifteen. Then I kind of went back and forth between both of these New York teams. Um, I went back and forth between these New York teams because if there's one thing that's certain, the Vikings always manage to lose a game. Uh, we have no business losing. Um, and I kind of had a thing in my, you know, a bad taste in my mouth about one of these New York teams. I thought, no way it's the Jets, but the Giants, it could very well lose in a trap game in week 16, putting us at 10 and 5. Excuse me, with two games to play. Um, and in week 17, let's just be honest, playing at Lambeau this late in the season is never easy. For some reason, Mike Zimmer often did a tremendous job getting his teams ready to play in Green Bay. Is that that I don't have faith in O'Connell? I just think it's going to be a tough task to try beating the Packers in Lambeau in his first season. Uh, so ultimately, I think the Packers win this one, completing their sweep of the Vikings, despite having a slightly inferior roster. It's just, I mean, you got a guy like um, Aaron Rodgers, it's it's tough to, excuse me, it's tough to bet against him. So that's, um, what's that, 10 and 6 going into the final game of the season in Chicago. And I'm going to be honest, I think the Vikings closing out this season uh, 2022 in Chicago, even though playing in Chicago in January is, you know, pretty tough. I think the Bears franchise will be in disarray by this point in the season, and I think we'll win in a convincing game, um, whether it's wild card or playoffs, um, winning this going for 10 and seven on the season. So again, like I said, I think the worst we can do is eight and nine. I think the best we can do is 14 and three. I got us going 10 and 7 as of now. You know, if there's things that happen throughout the year, guys getting injured, you know, maybe before the season starts, we make a couple adjustments. But 10 and 7 is what I think. Um, I definitely think that's good enough to get a wild card spot. I hope it's good enough to um, to win the division. But um, who knows? So. With that, remember about remember go sign up and uh, get ready for the 2022 NFL Pickums for the mini weekend for a chance to win some merch. So I'm gonna leave you guys with remember this podcast about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at MiniWeekend, and email is MiniWeekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways, and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, hit, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.